This is Family Time 111. We're looking at the self-management social-emotional learning competency. We're going to talk about setting goals. Setting goals is important, but we often don't have an approach that is effective for us individually when we set goals. An example I often think of. Beginning of the year. January 1st is approaching. It's New Year's resolutions. A common New Year's resolution, especially people my age or older, is I'm going to get in shape. This is the year I'm going to get in shape. People often have that goal. In January... That's when the most gym memberships are sold. That's when the gyms are busiest. And then by February, it's pretty much back to normal. The people in the gym are the people who have consistently been in the gym. That happens for a number of reasons. People will say, I want to get in shape. If we say, I want to get in shape, that's too vague. It's too broad. That's not a very clear vision. And I don't think we always need to be super specific. But it's good to be clear about what we really want. When I say I want to get in shape, do I mean I want to look a certain way physically? Do I want to feel a certain way mentally? Do I want to be able to accomplish a certain task? Do I want to be able to run a certain distance? Lift a certain amount of weight? That narrows my vision a little bit more. And it makes it much clearer when I'm thinking about what I really want to get out of this activity. Why am I motivated at all? Why do I have a desire to get in shape, for instance? The other end of that, we sometimes dive in with both feet and we're not quite ready for the consequences. People maybe, I'm going to get in shape. I haven't been to the gym in a long time. I'm going to go lift for an hour and then they're incredibly sore. And they think, well, I'm not able to go back and lift again today. I got to take some time off. So take a week, two, then I'll try again, and they jump in hard again, and then that soreness comes back, and that cycle just kind of repeats. They're not able to build the momentum and take those small steps. And whether we like it or not, most goals aren't achieved through sweeping grand gestures. Most things in our lives are accomplished through small actions that are repetitive, that we can do again and again, and that we can easily answer the yes or no question, did I do this thing? Did I do this task, yes or no? That's how we achieve most goals. Little practices. 
The other thing that we do that sabotages our goals is we'll set goals that are hard to continually meet. Then we get disappointed when we don't hit the checkpoints we think we're supposed to be hitting. If it's the workout example, the get in shape example, we'll say, I'm going to work out for an hour every day. And maybe we do for a while. Maybe we get some momentum and we get a little bit of a habit going, but then something happens. Maybe we have a setback. Maybe we have an injury. We're not able to train for a little while. Maybe life just gets in the way. Life is messy. It's chaotic. Something comes up. Family. Job. Some obligation. We're not able to train for a day. Well, now we're disappointed. We had this streak going. Now it's broken. I missed a day. Well, then it's pretty easy. The streak's already broken. I didn't accomplish my goal of working out an hour every single day. So now one day can become two days. Two days can become three days. Three days can become three months. Three months can become three years. And that's what happens. It's better if we can pick an area of focus. That's what I'm going to have my students do. We're, we're talking about setting goals. And we can narrow down some specific goals under these areas of focus we're going to establish. That's what's really important is, is we pick the things in our lives that are meaningful to us, where we actually want to experience growth. We set those areas and then we just go to work. And it doesn't need to be perfect. It can be messy. It can be chaotic. We can miss a day. But that's the course. And we're going to keep traveling it no matter how rocky the road gets. I'll do this. I do this all the time. I have typically a yellow legal pad on a desk next to my bed. And I generally revisit it about once a month. Usually at the start of a month, I'll kind of remark some things down. I'll do or revisit it like the end of a calendar year or something like that too. But I'm making constant course corrections along the way. So this is actually the start of September. I don't know how well that shows up on camera. But I, I write down areas of focus. A lot of times they don't change very much. My areas of focus I have written down right now are family, self, school, football, and then art and media as one category. And they're pretty simple things. First priority is family. Right underneath that I have kids. Mickey and Claire, my kids. That's priority number one. To get the most out of the time that we have together. To make that an enjoyable and meaningful time together to make sure that I'm doing things that fuel their aspirations and their goals. That's number one. Next, I have self. And under self, I put basically things that take care of my physical and mental health. Because if I'm not doing that, then I'm not able to give my best to all the other things that I like to do. I can't be my best 
as a father, as a teacher, as a coach, as a friend, if I'm not taking care of myself. So that's the second thing. Underneath there, I have things like jujitsu, strength, conditioning, flexibility, meditation. That's kind of under self. That, that breaks it down a little bit more. Then I have school, football. In those categories, I just kind of check off things I'm doing extra outside of the school day. If I'm, I'm planning a lesson that I want to do. If I'm working on a game plan for football. I give myself credit for those things. Even though I'm already going to do them, it's good to create wins. And then I do the same thing with art and media. And that's any media stuff that I want to do outside of my regular job. Write something, draw something, create something. Because that's an important part of who I am as well. So underneath those things, I'll just make tally marks when I do something in that area. I try to look at this every day. In the morning, when I get up, take a look at it. Even though I know what's on it, take a look at it. Make it real. At the end of the day, I try to do the same. Take a look at it. Do a little self-evaluation of the day. Did I hit these different things? What things haven't I hit for a little while? So I don't put limits on it. I think that's a dangerous thing we do with goals as well. It makes me think of the letter grades we assign in school. My students know I'm not a big proponent of traditional letter grades because I think it can be limiting. We all understand the game of school where it's on one end, what do I got to do to pass? Just let me know what I have to do to pass. I'll do that. I'll get the passing grade. That's all I'm interested in doing. Then the focus isn't about on lifelong learning. It's not about developing a new skill. It's not about individual personal growth. It's about, what do I have to do? The bare minimum. On the other end, I'm very guilty of falling into this when I was a student. What do I have to do to get an A? Just tell me what I have to do to get an A. That's also limiting. How much more could we learn? How much more could we grow if we weren't concerned with just the task I'm supposed to do to get an A? I often think of riding a bicycle without training wheels. It exists on a bell curve. Most people learn to ride a bike five, six, seven years old without training wheels. Some kids are going to jump on a bike without training wheels when they're two years old. And they push the pedals and off they go. Other people don't learn to ride a bike until adulthood. But if the goal is to ride a bike, does it really matter when we learn to ride a bike? Does it really matter how many times we fell off the bike before we got it right? Not at all. Ideally, that's what it should be anytime we learn, anytime we grow, anytime we pursue any goal. Does it really matter how long it took or, or how many times we fell and scraped our knees? No. Did we get where we wanted to get? Did we make the growth we wanted to make? 
And by just creating areas of growth, by establishing those things, we don't put limits on where we can go. Because we never really know where life is going to take us. If I'm focused on my, my kids, they're gonna, they get older and they get different interests and we're going to do different activities. But I'm focused on giving them my, my best, giving them positive energy. If it's focusing on my personal health, back to the example of getting in shape. I don't know what my schedule is going to look like from one week to the next always, let alone a year to the next. So I can create habits that change, that adapt to my age and that adapt to my current status in life and everything we've got going on. But if that's an area of focus, I'm always going to find a way to do something. And that's the advice I give to people. People often talk to me, like as a strength and conditioning coach, I'll have adults talk to me about, well, what do I do to get back in shape? I haven't exercised in a while. And my advice is always very simple. One, start with something that is incredibly simple, that is incredibly small, that you can easily do. Make it so easy that it seems pointless because that's the point. So I'll tell them, hold a plank pose for 30 seconds while you're watching TV. If you're not able to do a plank for 30 seconds, hold a plank pose for 10 seconds while you're watching TV at night. Start with that. Make that exercise workout number one. I held a plank for 10 seconds while I watched the Netflix series I was already going to watch. Is that going to get you in shape? Absolutely not. But that's the point. It's so easy to do, it seems silly to not do it. But it's a win instead of a loss. Say I'm going to work out an hour every day, and then you miss a day, that creates a loss. We want to create wins. And it's measurable by that simple component. That's the other thing I tell people. Make it a yes or no activity. Did I do my plank? Yes or no? No? Then at the end of the day, before you go to bed, 10 seconds, hold your plank. Now it's yes. Now you finish the day on a win. If you do that enough days in a row, not only is that going to be so easy, you're going to build a little momentum with these wins. You're going to want to do more. And then you start adding things in. I held a plank for 30 seconds. Then I did some push-ups. Do that for a while. And then I added some bodyweight squats. Whatever it is, but give yourself some wins. So by doing something like this, identifying an area of focus, then we can just check mark. Did I do this? Yes. That's a win. And don't beat yourself up when you get a no. Ooh, look at my thing. Have I worked on some outside art stuff for a while? No. That's something I should do. Maybe I should grab my guitar tonight, play a few songs, jot down some things I want to write about. It's not sitting down to write a book, but it's a start. It's a little something. That's something people ask me about all the time too. As, a, as an author, I've published a book. I have a lot of adults tell me, I've always wanted to write a book. Start writing. 
That's it. All you have to do to be a writer is write. There is no other requirement. Now, if your goal is to get a book published, to make money as a writer, that's a different thing. And there's steps to that process too. But if your goal is, I want to write a book, the only thing you have to do is write a book. And the best time to start is right now, this second. Don't wait for the start of a new month. Don't wait for the start of a new year. Don't wait until after I get this thing done. If you write one sentence today, you're one sentence closer to the book you want to write. So just start. That's the thing if our goals get too specific too. Well, I'm going to start here. Here's my end point. Just create an area of focus. So we're going to talk about that in class. We're going to talk about some of the obstacles that might get in our way, but also some of the resources we have. And that's what I want us writing down is just areas of focus. I rambled on a little bit again. Some of the other teachers have told me that last week's was too long. But the truth is, I don't really know what I'm going to say until I start talking. And my students kind of know how that goes. So I apologize. This one looks like it's pretty long too. But I appreciate having these conversations. Until next time, much love. <laughs>